Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to episode number 92 of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of news, new releases, information, and scheduling. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I'm joined by... Uh, Marvel.com editor Ben Morse, who was sure you were going to go with Smurfs, because that's the topic du jour. Les Smurfs? Yes. Uh, I learned earlier today that Ryan is something of a Smurfs expert. You know, I dabble. It's not a... I'm being... That's another one of your catchphrases, I dabble. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Anyways, uh, I'm Marvel.com editor Ben Morris, and we have with us today a special guest. Unusual for our Thursday podcast, but we do not have our usual interns with us. We have instead... Nick Schillingford. Yes. Intern for... James Viscardi, Southern Communications. We plucked him from James Viscardi. Uh, He is a longtime listener of the show. Who we said we would get on at some point. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll be better than any of our usual interns, so <laughs> we'll probably just have you come back and keep doing this. Now, what, give us a quick idea of what you do for James. Um, I can do anything. Uh... Wow. Okay. Bold Sorry. opening statement. What? I can do anything. Oh, you can keep going. Keep yeah. Keep... You can note that you... Pause, can we just, oh my god, what is going on? Keep it rolling, let's go, let's I give you, I give you, I give you the big intro is, of what happened. Wow, alright, all right. you know what? You're cut, you're done. That's how it goes. If you're just joining us on This Week in Marvel, we're going to get through all the new comics out for the week, from uh, print to digital single issues and collections. We're going to talk about movies and TV and games, get through all the news, and then get to your questions and comments. If you have questions and comments about Marvel, about the show, about life, you yep. can use the hashtag This Week in Marvel, and we'll address them in two weeks, because next week is our This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club Marvel. review section for Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Just pulled it off my shelf. Uh, I'm going to be alternating between my print version and Marvel Unlimited. You guys can go to Marvel Unlimited, where Ryan has carefully curated the entire list of issues you need to read, so check it out. All six of the limited series and two from Thanos Quest. Oh, we're doing Thanos Quest as well? Oh, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. I think you you need to read Thanos Quest before you read Infinity Gauntlet to get the full flavor you, and really get a good scope of where Thanos was before and where he goes after. And if you guys get through all that quick and you want more to read, just let us know and we'll direct you to the Silver Surfer issues before then. Yeah. You can also the, read the Rebirth We'll get to it next Thanos. week. I don't want to... I don't, I don't want to... Overwhelming? Yeah. How can people send their comments if they are reading Infinity Gauntlet? Use hashtag T-W-I-M-U-R-C. And I did not throw that to you just because I don't remember the letters because there's too many of them. We'll agree to disagree. Anyways, let's jump into print comics on sale this week. We're going to start out with something special. It's called Black Bolt. Something Inhuman This Way Comes is a collection of the 1970s Amazing Adventures issues featuring the Inhumans as well as one... Avengers issue from around that same period, right during the Kree Skrull War. It is written by Roy Thomas as well as Jerry Conway. Has beautiful art by Neil Adams and Mike Sikowski. Just cracked this open this morning, and man, the Neil Adams art alone is worth it. Neil Adams drawing Black Bolt and the Inhumans, uh, drawing Maximus, drawing all these great things. I tweeted out one of the splash pages today. Just beautiful, beautiful stuff. Roy Thomas, kind of of the time. It's it's very. Uh, Reminiscent of the stuff he was doing with the Kree Skrull War and things like that. So, if you're into that sort of thing, and if you're a Marvel fan, you probably are or should be, give this a look. And of course, Black Bolt and the Humans are going to be incredibly important coming up in 2013 into 2014. This is a nice primer on who they are. Also, there's the weirdest Magneto costume ever. Oh, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing that costume. He's got like little belt weirdness, and he's got the front weirdness. This is when. 
It's right here. This is when X-Men was canceled or on its last legs. Right. And they were like, all right, well, can't use the X-Men, but we'll use Magneto for other stuff. So they sent him out to be like an Avengers villain and stuff. And they gave him this weird souped-up costume. I don't know, like... Maybe a distance in from X-Men, since X-Men didn't do well sales-wise. Right. But yeah, it's something. Even his helmet looks weird. Yeah, everything about it. I like it, because it's so weird. It's very weird. I would, Yeah, let's let's get that in uh, Avengers Alliance. Very <laughs> All right. Awesome. Up next, Captain Marvel, number 14. Written by Kelly Sue DeConnick with art by Scott Hepburn, Gerardo Sandoval, and others. And uh, this is the final part to the enemy within the big uh, event for Captain Marvel and the Avengers Assemble Squad, where uh, Ron, Jan Rog comes back and... Uh, does some evilness. Ron Yogg just sounds like some guy from like PR that we don't like. Oh, I hate that oh, guy. Oh, Ron Yogg, what's yeah. he up to? Today? Yeah, I was gonna curse and I did. You worked with him? No, uh uh-uh. well, You're lucky. Good, yeah. Ron Yogg. You spared that. Uh, anyway, so Jan Rog is here and he's doing all kinds of evilness and it's up to Captain Marvel to save the day and it's a huge, big, epic hero moment, but it's also crushing in mm-hmm. many ways. So, uh, great capper to this story. And man, look at. Look at the sad face Falcon has right here. That is epically sad face. Yeah. Oh, Falcon's man, usually so a happy dude. Yeah. Very he is bummed out. Flying around birds. And actually read the letters page on that one, yeah. too. Sana Aminat does a really great job. She's, and she can tell she's so passionate about this book. Yeah. Um, but she has a bunch of the creative team talking about who their heroes are, tell some personal stories. I, I really enjoyed that. Daredevil. Number 29, written by Mark Wade. Again, guest art by regular colorist Javier Rodriguez, doing an awesome job and doing both pencils and colors with Alvaro Lopez on inks. We were just talking about this before the podcast, uh, me and our guest here, about the fact that this is a great issue. Part two of this little self-contained arc featuring Matt Murdock trying to represent this guy who used to bully him and call him Daredevil, uh, involving the Sons of the Serpent who, for those of you who are not familiar, are kind of old-school villains who haven't been seen in a while. They are white supremacists. They're really jerky. Uh, not really in the Magneto, Doctor Doom, sympathetic villains camp. Um, they have taken over this courtroom, basically. They've taken over the courtroom where the trial's being held, and it's up to Daredevil, a couple paramedics, and really that's it, because every judge, lawyer policeman it's possible they're working for the sons of the serpent so daredevil's got to use his wits um he can't there's a couple interesting instances where the fact that he can't see and only has radar sense actually comes back to bite him but it's just a really cool classically assembled old school story mark wade is you know as we always said on this book very clever he puts daredevil in situations that aren't just hey i gotta punch this guy it's i gotta think my way out of it how can i use the resources that are at my disposal and just some great character building stuff with him. Daryl comes off as an awesome hero. Sons of the Serpent, who I think will be a presence now in this book, reestablished as just horrible villains and guys who have different sorts of resources than normal. And there's a little re- resolution with uh, the bully, which is not what you'd normally expect. So, good issue with Daredevil. I asked to talk about this week's uh, issue of Fearless Defenders, number seven, written by Cullen Bunn, and the art to memory i think she may have done a journey of the mystery issue but this is the first time i can really recall seeing stephanie hans on interiors yeah and the results are incredible stephanie hans did the covers of journey of the mystery for the longest time she does some sort of painterly style i don't know if she's fully painting or if she's 
you know, digitally doing part of it, but it is gorgeous. She's doing the full deal. She's doing the colors. They're lush. They're beautiful. This is following up from the last issue of Fearless Defenders where Valkyrie uh, killed Annabelle Riggs, the really nice, sympathetic archaeologist character. Now she's in Valhalla. Valkyrie journeys to Valhalla to try to get her out. You get a guest appearance by Clea, Doctor Strange's old love interest. I was going to say something hip and trendy, but then didn't want to come off as offensive. So hip and trendy, love you. interest. Yeah, you know it. Um, so Clea's in there. I like Clea. I don't know a lot about her. I've always liked her look. Yeah. I think she's very interesting. I'm glad she's brought into this book. But there's an awesome battle with some goblin assassins. There is a deal struck for the life of Annabelle Riggs. There is a new status quo. There is a lot of introspection into Valkyrie's character, and it's all so gorgeous. I cannot really adequately describe how great Stephanie Hans' art is on this. And Colin Bunn writes a story that's perfectly suited to it. Uh, it's all set in Asgard. It just feels like unearthly. Uh, it feels very ethereal. Again, the colors just blow my mind. I don't know how she does this, but this was a great story. It needed great art, and I was really blown away by it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, over to FF, number 10, written by Matt Fraction, art by Mike Allred. Uh, another fun, quirky, weird issue of FF. A lot of silliness in here um, mixed in with some super serious stuff that the uh, Future Foundation and the family's going through. Mm-hmm. There's this great page uh, of Doom and Alex Powers talking, and Doom is just sort of like lounging. Oh, in the chair. <laughs> Worst I cracked world. up when I on the subway reading it. I just I cracked up me. at the end with his his end line, which goes "Doom out." <laughs> yeah, I know he's probably talking like like army sick, like "Doom out," but I just picture him going like "Doom out." Yeah, leave me alone, weird. Alex Power. It was so good. Uh, you get Mike Allred, Tom Brevoort, and Matt Fraction actually yeah. in the comic, which was so <laughs> was weird, weird, surreal, and a lot of fun. Uh, just... Fraction writes himself as a real jerk. Yeah, but it's great. Like, like and that. it's like you're the writer. Yeah, like really questioning how that happened. It's a lot of fun. Here's stuff my here. take: Allred comes off as pretty cool, doesn't get many lines. I don't think but, uh, he's Fraction like Ginchy. Yeah, like, he's just like kind of quirky. Yeah, he's great. Brevoort comes off as just kind of like the professional one, and then Fraction just writes himself as like cursing all the time, and just really <laughs> nasty. Yeah. Um, and there's all that stuff that's going on in uh, like a super shrunk down um, situation mm-hmm. at the zoo, but. On the other side, you have a bunch of the kids from the Future Foundation uh, hanging out with Maximus the Mad, the uh, brother of Black Bolt, yep. and who's previously crazy. seen in Black Bolt, something in human this way comes. You believe, better believe it. I do. And uh, the, that whole section was really fun. I like that a lot. Allred's redesign of Maximus is creepy as hell. Yep. Um, I hope we get to see more of that. Yeah, I, I would like to see that carry over in some other books, see some other artists take on that, because he does a really great job of... Maximus is... You know, he's a he's a scary character, but he's usually got these like overblown, like crazy hats and crowns and weird colorful armors, which is neat, but didn't really seem to fit him. Yeah. What uh Allred does with him here to me was like I was like, Yes, that is what Maximus should look like. Yeah. Always. Totally. All right, on to Guardians of the Galaxy number five. Big issue as Angela makes her um, epic appearance in this book and really mm. stepping into the Marvel Universe. She showed up in Age of Ultron, but here is where things really kick off. She's pissed off, mm. and she battles Gamora in this issue. Great fight. A lot of cool stuff in there. You also got fun Iron Man and Rocket Raccoon stuff. Like Terrific. I love 
the two of them. I want to see a like a road trip buddy comedy of the two of them. There's a huge two page uh, like. I wouldn't call it fully a splash, but there's a whole big thing going on over two pages with uh, Peter Quill and Mantis, former yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy member. It's cool to see her back. Yeah, it was really cool. I love Sarah Pichelli's design for her as yes. well. It's like she's got this Betty Page sort of thing going on. Really yeah. great. But um, Peter Quill is having these weird, uh, I wouldn't call them, I, I guess flashes. They're not flashbacks. They're sort of, yeah. you know, flashes. Uh, you get to see... I don't, you know what? I don't want to spoil it. You guys should definitely check it out because it's really cool. Um, I just want to know how many times they're going to show this image just to mess, to with, mess with you. you? Yeah. yeah, that's why I think they're doing it at this point. Yep. Uh, but Before it essentially confirmed as much. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but there's there's so many little cool things in this issue that uh, I just I think I have to read it again because yeah. it was so fun. It was really fun. It was really packed. great. And it's again, it's a gorgeous issue. Mm-hmm. Sarah is just killing it really really killing it and you also got to give credit to Justin Ponsor for colors because he does a great job yeah I'm looking forward to next issue because I feel like we got this was cool it was a lot of unpacking information downtime issue but we got like the the opening salvo of the Angela versus Gamora fight yeah. so the next issue is where we get the real meat of it and yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Sarah portrays that yep over at Indestructible Hulk issue number 11 written by Mark Wade, art by Matteo Scalera colors by Val Staples it is the first issue of a new arc, a big new arc, called Agent of Time. Uh, Hulk's got a new mission where he is going to investigate some weird stuff going on with the time stream. Um, we, of course, know this is the result of Age of Ultron basically breaking time, but S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't know. They're just sending people into the time stream. There's this really gross sequence at the beginning where they send a guy into the time stream and he comes back like different parts of his body are aged to different degrees. It's really sick. Pascalera does a good job. Uh, the main part of this issue is Hulk and Maria Hill interrogating Zarko, the Tomorrow Man, old school Thor villain. This was great. <laughs> Didn't Zarko come up recently somewhere else we were talking? I think, I was actually thinking about this during it. Was it during the last, like the Marvel Now point one one shot? Wasn't he the guy who was messing with uh, Nick Fury? I don't know. I gotta go back and look at that. Are you said were we discussing Zarko? We were definitely discussing Zarko casually. Yeah. Because you said Zarko and I said the Tomorrow Man, and yeah, you were like, right. yes. Yeah, you're right. Oh man. I have no idea how that came up. But yeah, that's a thing we talk about during the day. Yep. Somehow Zarko the Tomorrow Man just came up. Right. But I like that when they're interrogating Zarko, time is going crazy all around them. So they keep shifting to different costumes of different eras. Like, you see them in, like, 1920s stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then they're in, like, samurai gear. And then Maria Hill looks like Mary Antoinette. It's all crazy. Zarko is explaining. It's a little confusing. Zarko's basically saying, like, hey, I'm Zarko from before I fought all of you guys, but I know everything that's going on. And he's been incarcerated for years saying, at some point the time stream's going to break. It just happened. <laughs> so they've been, like, keeping this guy in a jail cell for years waiting for what he said was going to happen to happen. It did get a very important mention of Red She-Hulk here for people who have been wondering about that. And then we find out Hulk is the only person or only being indestructible enough to go through the time stream and investigate what's going on. Yeah. The end of the issue ends up with him in the Old West with a dinosaur. As, as it should as be. It should be. Uh, and it's, you know, the, the effects of Age of Ultron really felt in Guardians of the Galaxy and That's Indestructible right. Hulk this week. It's kind of it's really cool as you see the pieces sort of come together. So in your face, all you people on Twitter who said it didn't count. Yeah. It does. We're yeah. showing it. 
Boom. Eat it. All right. Ultimate Comics Ultimates, number 28, by Josh Fialkov and Carmine DGN Domenico. Uh, yeah, thanks. I've said his name so many times over the last two years that it, it's, it's ingrained. Yep. Um, I mean, this is another one of Josh's bananas crazy, yep. just throw everything out the window and explode it all issues. I loved it. Uh, you've got crazy-ass Reed Richards with his crazy-ass crew of Quicksilver and Hulk and Kang, who mm. you get a good uh, look at who she really is in that this. Was, was or such, it could be a, yeah, a that twist. Such a, that's such a throwaway line that I'm... I don't know. Made me wonder. I don't know. Or it could have been like a, let's put it in there and yep. see, see who picks, it up, picks up on it. Um, you also get Reed's Herbitrons, a real good look at them, and they look... Mm, suspiciously Ultron-esque in some ways. Here, watch. Let me show you that. Um, you got to see them like as they're uh, standing like that. Yeah. Oh, the oh, yeah, the, the body. Part. Ooh, that's the body, clever. right? Like, and that's I'm really like, neat. Oh, what? I bugged that. That is is pretty cool. A lot of fun stuff. How in Ultimate Ultron? Right? He was in uh, Jeff Loeb and Joe Mads. Ultimates. Sure, but you, know, you can you can do it again. No, yeah, no. Um, Helen Commandos, uh, run roughshod. It's a lot of fun there, and then two or three really big plot point uh, stakes in the ground with uh, a Fantastic Four character, oh, yeah. uh, the fate of Tony Stark, and really the direction that everything's going. In. It's just it's really fun time right now on the Ultimates. It's a lot of stuff. Uncanny X-Force number 9 by friend Sam Humphreys with art by Delabor Talajik, who's doing double duty this week, as well as Adrian Alfona. This wraps up the Psylocke and the Phantom Xs. Is that the plural of Phantom X? Sure. Phantom Xi? The Phantom Xs. Uh, we finally get the full story on what happened with Psylocke and Phantom X and Cluster back in Paris. How that kind of unraveled. I've, I've really enjoyed this little diversion. Uh, it's been very character centric. It's really allowed Sam to delve into not just Psylocke, but um, what happened when Phantom X became these three beings. And it's really interesting because it's like Psylocke fell in love with this guy. He got split into three different characters, three different brains, and she naturally assumed the guy who looked like the guy she fell in love with was still the guy she fell in love with. But it turned out a lot of the qualities she fell in love with ended up in this female version of him and still others are in this quote-unquote evil version of him so this issue is kind of her coming to terms with okay this is where this is this is where this is here's who's got this here's who's got this and they also have to figure out how they're going to move forward as a unit um and how they're going to kind of get their mind back together a lot of action a lot of great art and also a very ominous final page as we're going to move back to the main uncanny x-force story with all the characters yeah Uncanny X-Men, number nine, by Brian Michael Bendis and Chris Pachalo. Uh You've got Gold Balls, who has been... Uh, That's not his official name. No, no we're going to go with it. Okay. Who's been um, apprehended, so to speak, by Dazzler, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, oh no! Did I hear the word Gold Balls? You oh. sure did. Do you have, like, a Google alert set for when someone says that? I just, it's my Gold Balls sense. <laughs> it was going off. Yeah, it's my Gold tingling? Balls sense. 
How dare you? <laughs> I've met you. I'm Nick. I'm Nick as well. Oh, oh yeah. we yeah. did meet. What? I'm sorry. In the hallway. Yeah, I'm in the place. hallway. Yeah. Now I feel really embarrassed. Well, Nick, we have it on last tape last week because he came in last week and didn't know our intern's name, so I noticed that's you went also straight true. for the introduction. Yep. This yep. Week. it's true. It's true. How are you doing, Nick Love? I'm doing We're well. We're still going through the books this week. We, Heck we, yeah. We just got the Uncanny X Men. I heard. I couldn't. I mean, like it's it's like a bolt out of the blue whenever I hear gold balls. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's how'd you like it? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I really, yeah. I was about to say that I love um, when Dazzler gets uh, when when Cyclops' team gets there and Dazzler has like the different interaction she has with everyone mm-hmm. and how Emma Frost calls her Disco. I just, yeah, that was a little thing, but I liked it a lot. It's so good. It's well, so yeah, good. I like when uh, Cyclops calls her the Uncle Tom of the mutant race, and then what does she call Cyclops? Because uh, it was way over my head and too smart for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, Bendis. <laughs> Something. I can't somewhere. remember. Yeah, it was really course. good, though. You probably yeah. didn't know either. The Saran Saran. ago. You're like, you're like Sirhan Sirhan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know who that is? No. Educate us. Sirhan Sirhan. Let me make sure I do it. He killed uh, Robert F. Kennedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's who Cyclops is. That's who Dazzler thinks Cyclops so is. So Robert F. Kennedy is Professor X in this equation? Yeah. Yeah. Thank sure. You. There As it go. was meant to be. Justice, just, just as Stan and Jack intended. <laughs> yes. you know, just as they intended. Their RFK analogy they did yeah, back in the it's 60s. True. It's true. But uh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It was a yeah, pleasure man. to work on. Yeah. How about Chris Pacello? Ooh, yeah, man. So Tearing good. it up. He does everything, right? Or yeah. Uh, he doesn't do the inks. He doesn't uh, do the inks. He doesn't oh, do the inks. Oh, Tim Townsend. Tim Townsend does most of the inks. Right. Um, he and does the colors? But, he, but Chris does all the colors. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't know that. He's been doing yeah, it for no, years. Why are you so He's condescending today? Well, you didn't know this. You didn't well, know that. Yeah, God. it's true. Uh, I'll stop being condescending when you start knowing things. How about oh, that? Ooh, <laughs> anyway, it's like we got a Mexican standoff here. What's that supposed to mean? I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this got weird quick. All yeah. right, thanks, Nick. Bye, guys. See ya. Cool. I know the secret you're getting ready, Nick. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, awesome. We talked about it. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Hooray. That's what it was. All right, over to Venom, number 38. Uh, this is a really good issue of Venom. I yeah. Don't say that. I'm like shocked, but it's just like a... It's, it's my favorite of Colin's runs yeah, so far. Yeah, Colin really tore it up here. And I got to say, due credit to Kim Jacinto, who's the artist, mm. I have no idea. Number one, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if this is a guy or a girl. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where they came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. They have this great scratchy art. It's actually, actually not unlike Chris Pachalo back when he did uh, Generation X. Just the way she does the noses. Mm. She does those. Anyways, really cool stuff. Lee Lorridge tears it up on color art. We have a lot of focus this time on um, Venom's neighbor, Andrea, this young girl and her dad. Get a little window into what's going on with them. Meanwhile, Flash Thompson's out fighting all these assassins who have come to Philadelphia to kill him at the behest of uh, this new big tough guy named Lord Ogre. He's meeting with Katie Kieran. He's using his image inducer to look like this weird old lady, which I like, because it gives uh, Kim Jacinto a chance to draw this weird old lady. But there's all these story pages of him fighting, like, Constrictor and fighting the Blood Brothers and uh, fighting the Hand. Why are the Blood Brothers... Th- why does one of them have a pie and the other one has eggs? I'm not sure if that's the Blood Brothers or the... Bro- Actually, I think that's, like, the Brothers Grimm. Whoever they Whoever are. Whoever they are. I was like, I, eggs, I, rem- I love them. Their They're costumes co- are great, but... Why does he have a pie? I think I think they're they're circus folk, <laughs> carnies maybe. Uh, I like Lord Deathstrike's there again. Lord Deathstrike's everywhere now. Yeah. It's like he's everywhere you want to be. The hands in there, but <clears throat> in between him fighting assassins, uh, Katie Kieran is taking him to all these like 
underworld thing. He's getting like weapons and looks like drugs and I'm like, who? I know this lady's like a she's supposed to be a gossip columnist or something, or like a tabloid reporter. She has a lot of really seedy contacts. I also don't know what Venom's really getting out of this. He's getting like little skulls and stuff, whatever. The real meat of the issue is that there's a computer hacker. What is happening? Um, the real meat of the issue is that Jack O' Lantern, one of our favorite villains just crazy sadistic jerk uh returns pays a visit to venom's apartment building doesn't find venom goes after andrea and his father brutal fight venom jumps in the art really turns up a notch here uh it's terrifying some really awful stuff happens and the issue ends with this crazy twist uh that i cannot wait to see what they do next this was a just yeah. Awesome issue of Venom. It really, really was. You know, Jack O' Lantern, the way he's been used in Venom, sort of reminds me of the way Venom was used early on hmm. uh, in Amazing Spider-Man, where he would, you know, like he would, they battle, things would go down, he'd show yep. back up, yep. and it would just be, be terrifying and menacing. That and was be a really, a really good point. Cool. Yeah, and he know, and much like Venom back in the day, he yeah. knows who he is, so he can kind of strike at him. Yeah, yeah. I love Jack yeah. O' Lantern. It's, it's been really good. I uh, and I and I kind of like as much as we, you know, we'll see a good villain be like, oh, I wonder how he would do against. Wolverine or Iron Man or something like that. I like that he's Venom's villain right now. Like, they have a very personal beef. Uh, we can see him go out in the Marvel Universe at some point, but I kind of like that he's keeping it to fit right now. Yeah. All right, up next is What If? AVX, issue number four, the final issue of this limited series by Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Jorge Molina and Gerardo Sandoval, also pulling double duty this week. Gerardo was on Captain Marvel. Uh, this was everything a What If should be. Uh, the world gets raised by the phoenix. There are people dying horribly on every page. Magneto, as you can see from the cover, gets the phoenix force. And then the ending is out of nowhere. Uh, don't want to spoil stuff, but we talked to Jimmy Palmiotti out in San Diego. And he talked about how he, he was kind of on the same page as us about like what makes a good what if. How it needs to have terrible death and just crazy upheaval. Oh, yeah. And this issue had it in spades. <laughs> uh, there was nothing left it at the end of awesome. this issue. I was like, yes, this is what I wanted. This, this is what if. If you had started this series and said, this is how it's going to end, I would have called you a liar. Yep. Because I would have punched you square in the face. I wouldn't have done that. I'm not a man of violence. But um, that's your prerogative. Yep. Yeah. The last eight or so pages, of, the whole issue is nuts. It literally starts with the entire world is on fire. And you're like, all right, well, millions are dead at this point. So where go, who knows what's going to happen here? Like, Just every major landmark everywhere is lit on fire. Then there's the Phoenix and Captain America and his crew just being like, what are we going to do? <laughs> and then them trying. I always love... When, like, the Avengers or someone try to fight something like the Phoenix, and the, the plan literally is, let's all just run at this <laughs> just, person. Just go, go, go. And let's go on. And I always love that, just like in Infinity Gauntlet, which we're going to talk about, Captain America gets right in there. He's like, hey, me, with my shield, I'll be great against this great cosmic The enemy. Captain America moment in Infinity Gauntlet is... It's fantastic. That is like, I want to flip this chair over it's, and tell you that he's the best character. It's fantastic, ever. but it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's funny to me. It works perfectly here. Because this is what you need in a what if, but pe seeing people like Psylocke or Sam Alexander Nova just being like, ah, I'm gonna tackle this guy one on one. Nope, just ends horribly. Magneto, when he does the hope, is so messed up. Yeah, um, and it's just awful. Everything ends terribly, and yep. then there's just this what. 
How, what? Lo- was, Seriously? Yeah. It this was is a, the last page? It was a great cap to that to the, to the series. Hats lo- off to you, Jimmy Palmiotti and crew. You I'm serious. You did it proud. I look at this last page, I'm like, was, yeah, right? Why is also, he there? look at who's missing. Who's who's the one person that would be missing in this Exactly. This mix. Thing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I love it. I love <laughs> like it. It's, it's more important that he's there. Yeah, of course. He's but, gotta be right in the front. Yeah. That was, oh, that was so great. Really great. Yeah. Over to Wolverine in the Flesh, number one, written by celebrity chef Chris Cosentino. Art by our boy Dalajor Talabat. Tal- All over the place. Dalabor Talajik. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Chris is a longtime Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had him on the podcast, which I think actually went out this week. Yes, we had him on the podcast earlier this week. So yep. check out... Uh, Episode 91.5. 91.5. We're talking all about this. Um, and he is uh, he has this restaurant in San Francisco called Encanto, which you will you can actually see it in the issue, mm-hmm. and it's just how it looks. I've been there. I've eaten there. It is terrific. <laughs> he made one hell of a dinner for us when I was there, uh, so I, I really dug that. Um, but really, it's, it's him and Wolverine. There's some serial killers going on, and they're being butchered. Uh, there's some serial killings going on. They're being butchered, and Chris uh, is brought in to sort of help figure it out because he knows the way the meats are cut and stuff, and he's friends with Wolverine. Um, there's a whole thing going on there, and it's great. It's not like Chris gets superpowers and you know flies and does all kinds of stuff. He's a reluctant, you know, tag along in this. It's pretty great. It's um, it's cool, and I know Chris had a blast doing this. So definitely listen to the podcast for more about it and uh, check it out. X-Men number three by Brian Wood, Olivier Coipel, Mark Morales, and Laura Martin wrapping up the first arc of this great new X-Men series from Brian Wood. Uh, We got two things going on. On one hand, most of this Strike Force, Storm, Rogue, Psylocke, Rachel Gray, and Jubilee accompany Sublime to Budapest. They find his kind of evil twin, but I guess he's evil as well. So his twin, Archaea, who has taken over the bodies of a bunch of hospital patients um, and also is possessing the body of Omega Sentinel so they've got to fight her off and figure out a way to get her out of Omega Sentinel before she infects the rest of the world. Meanwhile back at the Jean Grey school she booby trapped the danger room and other parts of the school so Kitty Pride with a bunch of students including Pixie, Hellion, Bling and Primal from Generation Hope plus a few more have to figure out a way to get everyone in the school to be safe. So you got two adventures running parallel. The art is out of this world. I just, I just want to I want to throw up all over it. It's yeah. so good. Quapel does an amazing job. Uh, and Laura Martin on colors is brilliant. Mark Morales all the way around. This is a beautiful book. Uh, but Brian Wood really gets in the voice of all these characters. Everyone from Storm down to Bling. They all have unique, distinct voices. <clears throat> it creates a really compelling story with the stuff going on with Jubilee. And she has this baby now who she wants to keep. Um, which was a vessel for Archaea at one point. The stuff going on with Omega Sentinel, that she's trying to battle her way back. Just really heavy stuff, uh, beautifully done. This comic really made an impact in its first few issues. It was a top-selling comic uh, recently. Showed that, you know, book with an all-female cast and all this other stuff can succeed and be awesome. And it's just cast aside, everything aside. It's just a great comic book. And this was a standout issue. Final issue of the week is X-Men Legacy, number 14, by Cy Spurrier and Ten Ang Huat. And it wraps up, you know, the Legion's, David Holler's uh, 
European vacation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to see his master plan unfold. It's terrific. I love all the interactions with Pete Wisdom and the other mutants that are involved here. There's this moment with the Fury, which, you know, oh, yeah. if you've ever read Captain Britain Fury. at the Fury, man, that is just some terrifying stuff. It's Scary great. Dude. And Pete Wisdom's reaction is perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's great. Um, Pete Wisdom's great throughout this he, He's just... I. I would love it if more people would read, you know, an MI13 book or if we had more Pete Wisdom comics. I mean, really good. Definitely check out the Max Pete Wisdom book from a bunch of years ago. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Anyway, you know, you get to see everything shake out. Uh, Some final dealings between Pete Wisdom and Legion and sets up what's coming up next and it's going to be a lot of fun. I love this book so much. I know. I really do too. I I, uh... I think I, I had it near the middle bottom part of my stack. When I got to it, I got really excited because I remembered what had happened the previous issue. It's just like a nice treat Yeah. every time you get to it. It's very consistent. Okay, Tomb of the Week time. There are a lot of good comics yeah. this week. Uh, and a lot of stuff that we don't, it doesn't always make a Nick top list. I mean, Daredevil's consistently good. Denim really stood out this week. I really like what's going on on Candy X-Force. And like I said, X-Men was gorgeous. But... Uh, like I said, Fearless Defenders just blew me away this week. So I'm going to give my pick to Fearless Defenders. Mm. I am so torn. Uh, Guardians of the of, Galaxy is up there for me. Uh, Fearless Defenders. I think I'm going to go with Venom. Venom. I think I'm going to pick Venom number 38. Mr. Nick, you read a lot of these books. Maybe not all, but you read a lot. What was what was your favorite comic you read this past week? I'm going to have to go with Daredevil 29. Nice. Another good choice. That was yeah. really... Uh, it's like good classic comic storytelling you yeah. know oh yeah I, I dug it just uh technically sound it's like it's like they used to say about like uh like a guy like dean malenko yeah he's a technically sound wrestler. man of a thousand holes. he was a wrestler in the 90s um <laughs> in case you know just to get everyone up to speed here i made uh my wife watch the chris jericho promo where he was the man of 1004 holds fantastic. oh it's so good where he goes to commercials still yeah and he's still holds. coming he comes back and he says the same hold like four or five times bar yeah. He says, yeah, he goes like, hold number 929, armbar. Hold number 920 and 930, spinning Saskatchewan crab. Yeah. Hold number 931, armbar. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. That was pretty good. You made her watch it? Like yeah. you forced her? Yeah, I was like, you gotta sit down sit down and watch okay. this. Like at gunpoint? Yeah, pretty much. Creepy. Dude. That's our relationship. All right, so with that dark glimpse into Ryan's personal life at an end, uh, two collections on sale this week. Uncanny X-Force, Volume 1, Let It Bleed, out in trade paperback. That is the new Marvel Now Uncanny X-Force. As well as, and I saw this on your desk and I almost stole it while you were out, but I'll wait now that you're back. Or steal it from John. X-Men Fallen Angels, which I've wanted to read for ages. Some weird 1980s New Mutants spin-off series with half the New Mutants and Multiple Men and Sirius. It's all over the place. Like Bird Boys in there. It's great stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I, started, I don't know I, if it's great stuff. I read a little bit of it last night yeah. on the way home. I was, like Brett Blevins draw it or something? I don't know. Who I don't it. remember. I'm excited. Yeah, Joe Duffy wrote it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I can't wait. All right, so on to the digital comics app, the Marvel app. Uh, everything we talked about is available on the app, as well as Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted, Infinite Comic, number four. Uh, plus, we have Avengers 157 through 166 from the original series. Fear Itself Deadpool limited series. Fear Itself Fearsome 4 limited series the free comic book day infinity issue which i know many people had asked about yeah Uh, and you definitely want to check that out and it's probably free let's say it is could be yep and there is or it isn't 
And uh, Nightcrawler uh, from the full series from 2004. She's yeah. 1 through 12. Yeah, you drew that? No. Derek Robertson. Ooh. It's beautiful. Yeah. Who wrote it? Do we know? I forget who wrote it. Mm. Um, I want to say, actually, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa wrote it. That but makes... I know that the whole deal was Derek Robertson did the Wolverine book in 2003. Yes. He launched it. And uh, he's basically like, hey, I'll draw first arc of Wolverine. Um, he's not a huge Wolverine fan. He's like, I'll draw the first arc of Wolverine. It'll be great, whatever. But I want to draw a Nightcrawler series. He's my favorite character. Um, if you let me draw Nightcrawler, I'll draw Wolverine, which not a lot of people would do. Yeah, but I love it. That's how he did it. That's, that's the story of how it happened. Yeah. And digital collections this week, we have Astonishing X-Men Exogenetic, yeah. Civil War, Young Avengers and Runaways, Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch, Classic, Volume 1. Marvel 1602 Spider-Man, and Ultimate Fantastic Four Volume 6, Frightful X-Men... Wait. That Frightful. is a run-on. Then we also have <laughs> X-Men Masterworks Volume 3, because there is no correct spacing there. Yeah. that would have been, What a great book that would be. Yeah. Ultimate Fantastic Four Volume 6, Frightful X-Men Masterworks Volume 3. <laughs> that sounds like the best collection of anything ever. All right. New to Marvel Unlimited this week, we have from the original volume of Amazing Spider-Man, issues 224... 291, 394, 408, and 413. As you can see, we're still filling in those gaps. Issue number 11 from the 1999 volume of Amazing Spider-Man. Issues 396 through 399 of the original volume of Avengers. Number 4 from the current volume of Avengers. Dark Avengers number 186. Hawkeye number 7 from last year. Journey into Mystery number 648. Issues 4 and 5 of Punisher Nightmare. Issue number 4 of the Punisher Warzone Limited series from last year. Issue number 2 of Superior Spider-Man. From the original volume of Thor, issues 270 through 271, 282, 305 through 307, 411 through 413, 430, 432, 458. Uncanny Avengers number 3, Uncanny X-Men original volume, issues 332 and 366 through 367, Winter Soldier number 14, Wolverine the X-Men number 24, X-Men Legacy current volume number 5, and Extreme X-Men last year's volume number nine so as you can see filling in a lot of those gaps we're gonna have full runs of books like spider-man thor avengers pretty soon if we're not there yeah yeah i think but in at some point in the fall we're slated based on the schedule to fill in the gaps for spider-man thor uh, a lot of those the big titles yeah, so i know avengers has been getting a lot of updates yep. i know captain america got a lot of updates and i haven't seen it for a little bit so maybe that's done yeah um, but yeah, and then Uncanny X-Men's been getting a lot too. So those big major old school titles are getting their, their work done. Totally. All right, we're going to kick it over to Stromy for movies, TV, oh and games. You sure? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom coming to you from sunny, as always, Los Angeles with the latest in what is on air this week in Marvel TV, namely... Two new episodes of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man and Marvel's Avengers Assemble, or rather one episode each, not two new episodes of each. You understand what I mean. Kicking it off is an all-new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And this episode is hands down my favorite of the series so far. Fans at San Diego Comic-Con actually got to see it for themselves. It features Hyperion, and it's just a really, really great story. It's basically about Hyperion coming to our Earth and 
uh, thinking he can run it a little better than we're running it. And, of course, the Avengers uh, don't take very kindly to that. It's a great, great story. Just a phenomenal script, I think. And... Yeah, I think you guys will really dig it. And it's got a lot of really great battle moments between Hyperion and Thor. Uh, Because, I don't know, when you see Hyperion, you always sort of want to see him match off against another dude in a cape. And you get a little bit of cape jealousy between the two of them. I don't know. It's great. It's fantastic. Watch it. You'll love it. Again, it's my favorite episode of the series so far, I think. Then, at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, again, inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD, we've got an all-new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man called Stan By Me, which, of course, is a pun on the classic Stand By Me, but this is basically a very Stan Lee-centric episode. You've seen Stan as Stan the janitor in the background throughout the entire series so far. In this episode, you get to see him front and center. So he has a huge part to play in this week's episode. You won't want to miss it for all the Stanley action. I don't know if I ever thought there would be a episode of Ultimate Spider-Man or any Spider-Man cartoon that focused so heavily on Stanley, but Here it is, and I am very, very happy that we have it. So, check all that out, beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And we've got a little bit of video game news, namely that the Merc with a Map Pack DLC is now available for the Deadpool game on Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, and PC. You can download the Merc with the Map Pack, which not only contains two new maps, but also has two new suits, two alternate costumes for Deadpool, namely his Uncanny X-Force suit, which is the whole, like, gray and black getup, as well as the Deepooly, I believe it is called, suit, which is, of course, from the J. Scott Campbell variant, Deadpool variant cover to one of the issues of Siege, Siege number three, I want to say. You can get the, both those costumes plus the two new maps in the Merc with a Map Pack DLC right now. Go check it out. With that, that's pretty much everything I have. So I'll send you back to the guys in New York, but I'll be joining you again momentarily. All right. Thank you, Stromy. All that good stuff. We appreciate it. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> time for news. Ben, what do we got? Yeah, we took a bunch of first looks at Infinity this week. Uh, we debuted art from Avengers, from New Avengers, and from the first issue of Infinity itself. We got comments from Jonathan Hickman, from Tom Brevoort. Coming up in the next couple weeks, we are setting up some podcasts with those gentlemen. So we will have Jonathan Hickman on to talk about Infinity, hopefully before the first issue comes out. That is the goal. And then for some post games as well. Excited about that. We ran a multi-part interview, still ongoing this week, with Carlos Pacheco about coming on board Captain America, and with that, showed some gorgeous penciled pages of his Captain America arc with Rick Remender. Uh, We're getting very close to X-Men Battle of the Atom, so we released the checklist of every issue there, showed off some art. Hopefully, by today, this goes up Thursday, we will have activated the event page. I was working on that last night and this morning, so that should be almost ready to go. And then last week... We got our first look um, at 
how inhumanity will be affecting the rest of the Marvel Universe. We spoke to uh, Mark Wade about Indestructible Hulk, how it's going to affect that book. We spoke to Mahmoud Asrar, one of our favorites, who's going to be taking over that book and showed off some art from his first issue. That's awesome. Um, all right. Uh, just We just launched a line of Marvel stuff at Forever 21, which is a clothing store that people shop at. Mm-hmm. And so you can get Marvel stuff. I think it's maybe only ladies stuff. Maybe Nick, not. Nick, are you a Forever 21 guy? Well, I am not. Is okay. it for only ladies? I have no idea. All right. Man, come on. <laughs> Great. Brought you on for the youth perspective here. Yeah. Uh, so definitely check that out. There's a story on Marvel.com about that. It is only for ladies, by the way. Okay. I'm being coy. Oh. I had no idea. All right, great. Uh, I don't know if they're going to replay it, but tonight when we're recording uh, on Wednesday, there will be uh, an actual half hour of Earth's Mightiest Show on Disney XD. That's it's cool. a special Marvel event, so check that out. Hopefully they'll replay it for you guys. Uh, Thor The Dark World, we've got plenty of stuff coming up. Reminder again, the new trailer, August 7th on YouTube, so just stay tuned to youtube.com slash marvel for that. There's uh, By the time you guys hear this, you will have already seen a new poster, I hope. Um, it's supposed to debut in the morning. So definitely check that out, and uh, there's there's tons more coming. I mean, it's we're gonna ramp up to the film. We're only three months out now, so mm-hmm. um, we're starting to get there. Um, you know, if you guys noticed, we've been updating Marvel.com, the homepage, the comic section. A lot more stuff coming. We're looking at you know really cool updates for the movie section, and you know pretty much the entire site as it rolls out to make it more functional, uh, easier to use on tablets and mobile devices, and and just a better experience overall. So excited about that. Uh, Now, for Marvel Unlimited users, uh, I would go into your library and just keep adding books and see what happens. Uh, Adding the books to the the downloadable ones that you can read offline. Hmm. Just check it out. That's all I'm going to say right now. Interesting. Yes. Uh, I'm going to kick it back over to Mark for more news. Hello once more this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom back once more for this episode of This Week in Marvel. Kicking things off, we've got some big Thor news, namely that we released the new poster for Thor The Dark World today. You... Actually, probably just a few hours before you're listening to this, you get an awesome new look at Thor, Jane, Malekith, and his Dark Elf army, one of Malekith's ships. You get Idris Elba as Heimdall, Anthony Hopkins as Odin, you get the Warriors 3, you get Sif. It is an action-packed and jam-packed poster. You can check it out for yourself right now on Marvel.com. And, of course, we will be revealing the new trailer for the movie next week on Wednesday, August 7th, exclusively on YouTube as a part of their Geek Week. So you can check that out then. We'll be bringing you more info on that, of course, as we get closer to next Wednesday. 
Jumping from movies over into television, of course, with a new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble, this past Sunday we have another edition of The Avengers Hold Court, in which we chat with supervising producer Court Lane about the last episode. We talked to him about Justin Hammer, the super adaptoid, Red Skull and the Cabal, Captain America and Iron Man's sort of differing leadership styles and a lot more. You can read the full interview on Marvel.com and of course we'll be bringing you a new edition of the Avengers Hold Court every Monday after a new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble airs. We also have a full episode of Ultimate Spider-Man from Season 1 up now is Season 1 Episode 22, the Iron Octopus, in which Spidey teams up with Iron Man to face off against Dr. Octopus, who takes control of Iron Man's armors, wreaks havoc across S.H.I.E.L.D. and Oscorp. It's no good. Check it out for yourself, streaming right now for free on Marvel.com. And of course, you can also get every episode that has aired so far of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man and Marvel's Avengers Assemble on iTunes if you happen to miss last Sunday's episodes A, shame on you. B, don't worry. You can get them on iTunes. We have all 44 episodes of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes, 44 episodes we've aired so far. Wow. And all six episodes of Marvel's Avengers Assemble. You can check them all out there. And finally, rounding everything up, we also announced that Marvel Knights Animation is bringing Ultimate Wolverine vs. Hulk to DVD on September 10th. This is the classic story by uh, co-creator of Lost, Damon Lindelof, with art by Lineal Francis Yu and gorgeous colors by Dave McKaig. Marvel Knights Animation, for anyone who doesn't know, I know I give this spiel every time, but we never know, there may be some people. It takes the actual comics art and animates it. It brings it to life with a whole original voice cast, original you know, score, sound effects, the whole deal. It really makes it into its own animated feature or animated series, however you want to call it. It is a great package and something you should definitely check out. This will be on DVD September 10th for 1497, $14.99, somewhere around there. Of course, so you can pre-order it now, get your hands on it, and yeah, that pretty much covers everything I've got. So I'll send you back to the guys in New York once more. I will chat with you, of course, next week. But until then, I hope you have a great weekend, a great week, and I thank you for listening. Thank you, Mark. All right, time for This Week in Marvel questions and comments. Once again, use the hashtag ThisWeekInMarvel to tweet us your questions and comments about the podcast, about Marvel, about comics, anything you want to talk about. And you can also tweet to at Agent M, at Ben J. Morse, at Blake Garris, and at Strami. Nick, you on Twitter? Uh, yes. Don't plug your Twitter handle. N. Schillingford21. There you go. Talk to Nick about his experiences this week sitting here writing notes. Yeah. It's riveting. You, you've written more notes than any of the other interns in any other podcast. That's good. Really? Yeah. Good. That's good. Could make up for your, your faux pas at the beginning. My screw up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, first up is one Patriot. He says, I'm confused, bummed, worried, angry about uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. Um, 
there was an okay. he started talking about it somewhere else. Basically, one patriot is concerned that Hank Pym oh, right, right, isn't right, right. in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and you know what? The story that Joss and company are telling doesn't need Hank Pym. Hank, to force Hank Pym into the Marvel Cinematic Universe just to put Hank Pym into the MCU is is unfair, one, to the character, and two, to the story that they're telling. They've already got a huge roster of characters. You're going to see more in this film. So the way they introduce Ultron um, is really cool and will make a lot of sense in terms of the MCU. So that's all I'll say. I'm sure as we get closer to the 2015 release of the film, we'll, we'll hear much more about it. Also, Hank Pym was in that uh, 90s Avengers cartoon, and that didn't work out very well. Yeah, so he, there you go. he's doesn't the reason that failed. Doesn't guarantee success. Exactly. Apologies to anyone who worked on that cartoon as well as anyone who's a fan. <laughs> uh, oh, another one from One Patriot says, I know Marvel isn't hosting all of them, but between now and... August, there are six Marvel movies. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, hosting is an interesting yeah, choice. Sure. We'll take that. Yeah, uh, there's two non Marvel Studios films. Yep. Three, maybe two. But we have Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, The Dark World. So that's three. That's three. And Spider Man uh, and X Men. Yep. Is he counting? He may have been counting Wolverine because this may have been sent. Oh, uh, between, Wolverine yeah, between out. now and next August. Yeah. Sure. So that's yeah. what I'm guessing. A lot, of, a lot of movie films. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then oh, he says, <laughs> the movies in the year, The Wolverine 4, <laughs> Cap, Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, Days of Future Past, Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Hey, good on us for figuring that out on our own. Yeah. Without looking at the tweet. Because we don't read. One ahead. inch below it. Uh, all right. Alan John Wilkinson tweets, just reached level 200 in Avengers Alliance. Stands me in good stead for season two, I think. I don't even remember when I got to level 200. You're past level 200? Yes. I'm at 189. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> you're definitely ahead of me. I didn't realize you were that far ahead of I think me. I had a 200. I thought I was. Yeah. Is level 200 the one where you max out? 300 is where you max. Yeah, that's out. what I was thinking. No, I think I'm. I think I'm further up. Yeah, check that. Cool. Uh, another one from Cassius three three five. He says, "As I level the Hellstroms, I become convinced they somehow get each other's level sixes. Thoughts? Um, Do you mean Satana? Leveling them up? Yeah, I'm assuming he means Damon Hellstrom and and Satana. Yeah." Uh, they got each other's level sixes, so if you, they're level six upgrades, like they switched powers. No, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't only have, have either of them yet. I have so. Damon. I do not have Satana don't. yet. I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm not going to get Damon. Oh, you got to do it, bro. It's, I'm trying. You got to do it. It's, it's an get I, in there. It's an ISO issue. I got two daily drops of a thousand this time, oh, and would, I was yeah, like, that would have set me. Yeah, uh, it was Comic Con, man. Comic Con yeah. set me back, and now I'm scrambling. I'm on. I think I'm on mission 23. Oh, I'm doing the three do stars. Yeah, the problem is I'm only only have so much ISO every day. Yeah. To get those three stars, you have to really you know work through each mission. So it'll be down to the wire. Yep. Uh, I'm a ways from getting Santana. Yeah, I have uh, one cover left to get. I think I had like two or three, but I have had a rotten streak of duplicates. The, it's the dupes very killing me for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still. Every time I get gold, every time I get like one gold bar, it goes to getting another coiled lock box, keeping the dream alive of getting Constrictor someday. Oh, Constrictor. He's actually, he's a lot of fun to use. All right. Uh, Christopher Short tweets, reading This Week in Marvel and This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club every week should come back. I don't think you're saying, saving much time because you're reading two weeks worth. So he's saying we should, uh, every week... 
Listen, <laughs> we tried this. We lived through this. We we it's only have really so hard. much time in a day to do all of our jobs, which yeah. incorporate much more than you you guys see. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that we we have to switch them on and off to keep the podcast at a reasonable time frame right. for us and and workload, it's just you know we try to make sure we can do it the best way that we can. We may, if it doesn't if it doesn't make sense, we may not be saving much time. Like you may be saying, like oh, the podcasts are still just as long, but the time we're saving for ourselves so that we can still do the podcast is yeah. and significant. They definitely wouldn't be just as long because, right. you know, you add another 10 minutes here. That's a significant um, difference for us. Yeah. Because we're also prepping and doing post stuff and for yeah. Blake. And, yeah, yeah, for Blake. I mean, everybody, everybody involved, it's a it's a bigger deal. And I appreciate, Chris, that you want all that stuff every week. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I'm annoyed. He'll turn. No, I want some Twim Demerits shot. In fact, I will. That's five twin demerits for thinking you know better than us on the format of this show when all you have to do, you know, it must be nice to just send a tweet in and then listen. Don't have to sit here waiting for Nick Lowe to break in and, uh, I don't even know. Wow. You just set him off. Finish it off. Crazy. upset. All right. No, that's it from Chris. No. All right. Well, let's move on to Demox 21. There is so much awesomeness to the Superior Spider-Man, sweet new costume, nifty new toys, plus an army. With the acquisition of the raft, does that mean Ock will no longer be working at Horizon Labs? Mm. For the time being, he will still be working at Horizon Labs because, um, obviously, his Peter Parker identity needs to maintain. Why would he leave Horizon Labs? Uh, and also, that's how he gets paid. That's how he makes money. Hanging out on the raft doesn't, doesn't pay too well. So uh, he'll he'll use both. It's just more resources. Doc Ock has no problem utilizing tons of resources. Yeah. From Ed Gazarian, anyone having trouble with AR? Every week there's a handful that won't load. Any tips for getting them to work? Uh, so I left this one in here even though yeah. I, I tweeted to Ed and included uh, Judy Stevens, who's mm-hmm. our AR producer. Just so if there's other people who are having trouble with AR executions, you let us know so we can try and make sure that they're fixed as best they, you know. We can address any troubles, but um, you know, if you get a book uh, early yeah. Wednesday and you try to do it, do the execution. Sometimes the the content is not fully loaded, or or the app isn't updated. So just you know, give it a little time if that's a problem you're running into. Hmm. Okay, and from Eric Stevenson, I don't shock easy, but dude, whoa, Young Avengers number eight didn't see that coming. I want more. You will get more. Mm-hmm. Young Avengers number nine yeah. picks up right where it left off. It happens. Gunhild Skjold uh, just got back from Wolverine, the movie. Awesome mid-credit scene. Ah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, hopefully, you can see it this weekend, and I'm very excited. And then Gunhild also says in all caps, "I am on vacation, and there are honest to God comic book stores." Off caps. This makes me so happy. My wallet isn't as pleased. Where are you going? And where? I guess where you're from doesn't there have as are many no comic yeah, stores. But it's from the hills of Asgard or wherever. Yeah, Notre I think. Yeah, same thing. Yes. Uh, and then sends us a picture of look who I found. It's an Instagram of a nice Spider-Man display, presumably in one of these comic book stores she found. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Haywood W's tweets: The Wolverine was a great action movie. Hashtag can't go wrong with ninjas. You really can't. Yeah. Um, I was a little miffed that 
there's a there's a scene with tons more ninja action battling with Wolverine that's not in the final film. Oh no! I was there and I saw it filmed and some of the cool stuff that they did and you could see it in trailers and stuff. Didn't make it into the movie, so hopefully it'll be a deleted scene. Bummer. Yep. Another one from HW View. He says, Last week's twim has to be New Avengers number eight. It has to be anything. That's what we make it. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman brings haymaker after haymaker in every page. You like the use of the word haymaker, yeah. so skid by there. Yeah. W. Bandoy tweets, For Blackheart that avoids melee, I like Storm and Omega for Blackheart who counters ranged attack, use Captain Britain and Hercules. This is actually something I noticed when I was. Uh, I was about to say wrestling when I was fighting Blackhawk over the weekend was I started actually paying attention to his abilities which I hadn't been doing and seeing the stuff he counters specifically oh yeah like I hadn't been doing that so when I would go after him with say like Punisher or something um, I'd be shooting with ranged weapons and he uh, had a thing where he would counter ranged weapons I was like oh don't do that so that's uh, some good advice that's interesting so you look at what his his classes yep and then your normal reaction is to change to the counter class to that. Right. But his ability it negates or uh, you know counters the counter. Right. So, and then when he summons, yeah. those characters have the class opposite. that is like that yeah. is countering your character. So I always choose characters who are counter yep. to those guys. Oh. Uh, so like. You know, if if he is tactician, mm-hmm. then you would normally be infiltrator, which means his summons would be scrapper. Scrappers, so I scrappers. always choose with I always go with um, bruisers. So eventually, when the summons yeah, come in, your bruisers come in, and oh, they get they get beefed up by battling the scrappers, and then have a little bit easier time with him. That's See, what I do is I just use I put myself in generalized mode, and I throw in Punisher no matter what. Because that way, while he's in his initial mode, I'll use Punisher in that way. And then when he summons, I'll switch Punisher over to take on the minions. And then whoever my third person is will usually just be someone to counter that initial uh, class that he's in. Right. But your way might work better. Hmm. I, haven't, I haven't thrown Punisher in there yet. But uh, you may check well. that out. And yeah, I, I like to. I, I'm, I'm using Punisher, and then when, when I have them, you know, I'll throw in like Vision or Omega Sentinel, people who can shift class. Yeah. Um, so I can be kind of. Wiley. Hmm. Nick, do you play Avengers Alliance? I do not. Mm. Oof, yeah. No. Screw you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. John Gibson Harsh. John Gibson tweets, in comics, was Magneto ever defeated by a wooden gun? Hashtag that seventies Magneto. <laughs> a wooden That's an gun. Awesome. How would a wooden gun oh, I guess they work. Really? Um no? I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, I don't think anybody thinks of a wooden gun. I like the idea of someone instead of using a wooden gun, just taking like a wooden bat and just like going after him. <laughs> but I mean, there's, you know, it's mostly plastic that now they uh, usually that's go after used against. Uh, we also have to remember a couple things. Number one, he's got that nice trick where he just uses like the, like traces of iron in your bloodstream and oh, yeah. messes with that. So whether you have a wooden gun or not, it'll still make you drop it. <laughs> also, he could just take a big metal girder and drop it on your wooden gun. Yeah. Wouldn't help. He's also pretty strong in terms of it's his true. mutant power, so... It's true. Maybe but, don't mess uh, with him. There's, there's some logic to it. Sure. Uh, another one from Johnny says, Did Magneto ever team up with the Titanium Man in the comics? Is that 70s Magneto? Is this like a thing? I, he's making it he's a thing. He's trying to make it a thing? Yeah. Uh, not to my knowledge. I don't know why they would have yeah. teamed up. Other than Magneto saying, Hey, work with me or I'll crush you inside <laughs> your armor. That could be a thing. Could happen. Uh, over to Krista Joe. Krika83. Hey guys, 
Thanks for reading my question in episode 89, even though it wasn't answered till this week. And that was about the Thor Dark World trailer. You're welcome. Also, my username is pronounced like Cricket, so Cricka. My brother couldn't say my name as a toddler, so this stuck. There you go. Aw. I like that. That's a neat That's story. That's like my, my mom's nickname is, uh, her name is Gretchen, but her nickname is Gigi because she's a bunch of young nieces and nephews and none of them can say <laughs> Gretchen ever, so she just became Gigi. Um, hope you enjoyed that story. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> since the Winter Soldier series is done, what current or upcoming series would you recommend fans to prep for the movie? Well... I mean, we still got a ways to go, so that if yep. there's there's potential for stuff to launch, stuff to come out, and as we always do as we get closer to a movie, you get one-offs, and you get collections, and you get some cool stuff. That stuff isn't here yet. I would make sure you've read all of, you know, Brubaker's Captain yeah. America. One series, not direct events, but just in terms of tone, because of the tone of Winter Soldier, it's going to be like, you know, kind of superheroes and spies type thing. You might dig Secret Avengers. Just because that's kind of talking yeah. about Shield in the Marvel Universe, you know, it's got Nick Fury, it's got Coulson, it's got Maria Hill. Um, it's not a direct lead by any means, but just in terms of the spirit, if you're trying to get your palette ready, that might be a nice series to try out. And yeah. it's good too. Which yes. Helps. Still one more from Krista. Just listened to this week in Marvel episode 91 and discovered I'm one of the loyal Marvel SDCC live stream listeners. Thanks, guys. Hashtag legit Marvel creeper. Nice. We well, appreciate it. Well, I was scanning these earlier, mm-hmm. and I didn't read the question. I just saw the hashtag legit Jim Marvel creeper, creeper, and I was like, "What is this? A, is this about the creeper? Are we doing something with no. that guy?" No, we do not no. have. We still do not have the creeper. That's all right. Who cares? Yet, forever. Yeah. Um, Shadow Spider zero zero four. Nick Beltran. I read comic collections, so thanks for telling me what they're about, but not spoiling them. So the whole story is still new. We do our best. Red Craven's Last Hunt. Finally, it was really awesome. Probably the best Spider-Man story I've ever read. A lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Which is always interesting to me because it is very much not like a typical Spider-Man story in a yeah. lot of ways. It's not very lighthearted. It's not a lot of quips. But uh, Spidey also seems to work well in those dark stories. Um, also from Neek, if you could date, kick butt with, and go around town with anyone from the Marvel Universe, who would you pick for those three <laughs> activities? Are you doing all three? Hmm. I, I guess. Hmm. Moda. <laughs> I don't cable? know. Sure. Yeah, me and Cable, best buds. She'll go with Nova. Things could, you know, be taken to the next level if the time is right. Dude, I do all those with. I do all those with Nova. Yeah, you would. Freaking awesome. Totally. Um, his answer: I would take Kitty Pride on a date. Good luck getting away from Iceman and or Claw. Colossus would ruin this guy. <laughs> um, spend the day with Spider-Man and kick butt with Daredevil. So I guess it's, it's a three for an answer. Three, yeah. That's, uh, why would you spend the day with Spider-Man? That'd be fun. He said he just he works in a newspaper. <laughs> it's been interesting. <laughs> um, last question. Can we get a movie costume, Amazing Spider-Man, or Stealth Spider-Man costume in Avengers Alliance? That'd be cool. I would tweet that to Marvel, at Marvel Alliance. That's the official uh, name for the game on Twitter. And maybe they'll... I don't know what they have plans for more costumes. I mean, they're really focused on um, finalizing Season 2 and getting out new characters and costumes... New characters, mostly, along with Spec Ops and PvP stuff. Uh, There is a a character dropping very soon, sometime this week. Um, Should be a lot of fun. 
Penelope Cat tweets, I was really digging X-Men Legacy on uh, Marvel Unlimited. Where are issues three and four? Also Avengers Arena number two. Penelope tweet to at Productology or at Paul Degnan. Uh, they can make sure that those have been um, programmed correctly to show up in the app. Um, and they're, they're always the ones to help fix those missing issues that should be there um, for like recent releases. Raph A.B. says, Knowing Thor is not a religion from Nova number one, Nova number six, I have to disagree on that. So, It's your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I would tend to agree yeah. with um, with that statement, but, you know, hey, come see, come saw. Raph Gemlin, we got a bunch, says, Great episode of This Week in Marvel number 90, recorded live from Comic-Con. The Twim URC is a great idea. Marvels is getting ordered for the bookshelf. Good man. Excellent. He says, hmm... If Twim URC is reviewed in episode 92 of This Week in Marvel, not sure I'm going to have the time to get the issues read before Wednesday. Great news! Yeah! It's not issue number, or episode number 93. There you go. There you go. Uh, Robert says uh, that Tomo raises a great, great query. Hulkling is one half Kree, one half Skrull. Skrulls have no gender, but Kree do. Hulkling is a boy, right? Do Skrulls have no gender? I thought they did. There's a queen. Yeah. And there are... Many it's an interesting question. Yeah. They all they seem to identify with specific genders. Um may need to get Tom Breward in here for a scroll biology lesson. But uh Hulkling is a boy. because um, he at the, at the very least half of him is. Yeah. If he's half male Cree and half whatever scroll, that means he's majority dude and maybe part scroll. Hey, it's look. complex issue. I mean, he can change his body to be whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, exactly. So. If he wants to be a girl, he can be a girl. Yeah. There you go. Um, and the last one from Robert, he says, uh, so yeah, this just arrived so and excited. shows a picture really of need to get this. the Uncanny X-Men alert adventure game. We really need to get this for the office. Yeah. It's huge. I love it. All right. At WolfMite26, um, to Ryan, how did you feel when Joss said Ultron will have a new origin in the second Avengers movie? Um, you can't tell me because you're not allowed to say, then that's Okay. Uh, I was, I, that's yeah. what he says. Um, having, I know the entire story of the film, so I'm very excited. That's all I'll say about it. There you go. Hey, guys, I have an idea for your point .5 episodes that I think you may like. We'll be the judge of that. So Marvel has over 8,000 characters, so maybe once in a while, you guys in a point .5 episode should explain to some origin of the characters and then explain your opinion, why the character is cool to have in the Marvel Universe. Let me know what you think. It's a neat idea for a feature. I don't know if it's a podcast thing yeah could be um we've been kicking around some stuff yeah. about you know like some new content for the site some yeah. stuff about characters that type of thing would actually fall into some yeah. of the ideas we've had uh we didn't think about doing it as a podcast i think blake would probably have a heart attack if we made him do another podcast i think it would have to be a totally other series yeah you know like it would have to exist on its own to be like you know Who's this Marvel or something yeah. like that? I mean, the point fives really exist. They have a specific purpose, and that's for us to do interviews, whether it's with comic talent, celebrities, people who work around here. Like, that is the mission statement of point five. It's not just kind of a whatever we don't have room for here. Yeah. Um, even when we co opt it for, like, <clears throat> for Avengers vs. X Men or for Age of Ultron or for Infinity Upcoming, that's still at its heart, you know, us interviewing somebody. So. Could be a cool idea to repurpose somewhere else, but point five is definitely uh, sticking the way it is for now. Yeah. Scott McElroy says for your to Blake 
For your celebrity This Week in Marvel point five bucket list, he'd love to hear an interview with Spider-Man fan Wyclef. Origin of a Spider Chopper. Oh, Blake is yep. on the prowl. He's already reached out. He's trying. See Wyclef. Uh, He's doing what he can. We'll see what happens with that. Yep. Asbiv tweets three great Spider-Man titles this week. Superior, superior team-up, and Superior Foes. All fun, good stories, excellent characters. Glad you liked them, too. They didn't all come out the same week. Sure. This man's a liar. Uh, let's say no. Uh, Superior Foes came out a different week. It was an all, all in the same month. Just Superior Spider-Man month. This man is a liar. Steven also says, After Superior Spider-Man team-up, I'd like to know more about Carrion. What can you tell me and what should I read? Oh, man, you should read Maximum Carnage. Yeah. Carrion's all over that. I don't know what the initial Carrion story But he's was. never... I don't remember him ever being as menacing and like no. having that specific... Like, no, not quite. There are, other, there are previous Carrion stories, so like me, I don't know where they were. I think they're tied to the Jackal. So I think they're like older 70s stories. Yeah. Um, but he's cool. I mean, he's... he's cool in Maximum Carnage yeah um, just part of like just, the yeah. circus horrible awful nightmare of, characters terrible people it's great let's finish up with Lex Pendragon um, is Marvel Max canon is it related to Cinemax because it seems like it should, could be number one not related to Cinemax which I I'm assuming is the cable movie channel um, and no Max is not canon that's considered an alternate Universe, so stuff like Punisher Max. I think Punisher Max is a little tricky because, like, part of that series took place in the Marvel Universe, like when it early on and it swapped over. I don't think no, so. could be wrong. Yeah, because like Punisher Max was older. The the right. Frank Castle and that is is I think he's like in his fifties. Yeah, I didn't know if that early. was a later development. I felt like early in the Punisher Max run, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, if you're reading a Max book, consider it its own delightful standalone story. Yeah. And finally. Doubt the legal department can support this, and I will be surprised if he's known, but return chance for Absalom Doc. You're no, even No idea that. who that is. I'm going to Google that when I get back to my desk. Nick, any idea? No idea. Nick has no idea. Oh, come idea. on, Nick. We, this is the whole reason we brought you in here. <laughs> we knew you were an Absalom Doc guy. All right. That's it for this week. Nick, how was your, how was your experience on the show? It was great. Thanks yeah. for having me. Thanks for helping us out Here's sorry for my screw up in the minute. that's alright yeah, I don't think it's alright I'm not gonna forgive I know you're not gonna forgive but you'll probably forget by this afternoon oh, so yeah. it won't matter for sure <laughs> uh, hold on I am looking up Absalom oh are you gonna do this before we leave good Doc. Let's, let's resolve this it's gonna be it's gonna be like some oh, is he licensed the, uh, character we don't own anymore yeah yeah is that what it is totally he's a Dalek killer what so is this a it's Doctor Who character? Yeah, it was a, didn't we do Doctor Who character? We uh, did have Doctor Who comics time. back in the day, but you know this is uh, yeah. The, I, I don't, Return chances are nil. Yeah, it's, slim to nil. He's, he's not like Death's Head, who okay. existed in you know our reality and their reality. As far as I know, we don't have that. As far as I know, but ask Dan Slot. I'm sure yeah, he'd sure. he'd want to find a way to get um, Absalom Doc into things. That's how you pronounce it. Sure. All right. Thank you to Nick and the other interns. Thank you to Strami, Ben, and Blake. And most importantly, thanks to you guys for listening and tweeting and being awesome. We'll come back with another episode next week. For now, this is Marvel, your universe. Yeah.